BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. No look low to Yo. Yo throws it down again. Two-hand hammer for Yo. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Discount Tire, America's neighborhood tire store. Tonight, the BYU Cougars face the San Diego Toreros in the quarterfinals of the West Coast Conference Tournament at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. Now, the Cougars ended regular season play with a record of 19-12 and in conference. BYU finished 11-5. and That was good enough for being tied for second place in the West Coast Conference, but due to St. Mary's having the tiebreaker, the Cougars enter the tournament as the number three seed, and the Cougars should be very familiar with tonight's opponent because the last game BYU played was against these Toreros. The Cougars 2-0 and against USD this season winning on the road 88-82 to in overtime. That game in San Diego back on February 14th and then an 87-73 to victory at the Marriott Center on March 2nd, as I mentioned, the final game of the regular season. Here's the interesting thing, though. BYU has not played a game since that win over the Toreros. The same cannot be said for San Diego. The Toreros will be playing their third game in Vegas already, advancing to tonight's quarterfinal with wins over the Portland Pilots and the Broncos of Santa Clara. And if you think about it, one of the biggest aspects, at least for me to pay attention to tonight, will be how each team comes out. Does BYU have the advantage with the rested legs, or does the fact that San Diego is playing its third game in three days mean that they're kind of in a groove? Something to pay attention to. We shall see in just a little bit. As has been the case all season long, BYU will rely heavily on the play of Yoli Childs and T.J. Haas for the team's success. And tonight's player interview is with junior guard T.J. Haas. T.J. averaging 18 points per game and has had his best season as a Cougar. And there were a lot of people, myself included, who thought he should have been named first team all WCC. Instead, he was named to the second team. In this interview, you'll actually hear T.J.'s answer to me asking him what he thought about not being named to the first team. And by the way, his answer was absolutely perfect. Here's my conversation with TJ Haas. So before we started rolling on tape, I asked you how practice was. You said it went well. And then I, I mentioned it's probably all you guys have really been able to do over the last couple of weeks. You've had one game in two weeks. How has that been? Yeah, it's been different for sure. Um, but, you know, we've had great practices. Our guys are getting after it. And um, I think we were in a good spot mentally. Um, yeah, and we're ready to go. I'm excited to get down to Vegas and um, win a few games. Coach Rose was saying, and we hear this a lot, that a lot of times practices, it's all focusing about us, just making sure that we're ready for whatever the challenge is. The last two weeks, it's probably been a lot of that. What have you guys been working on in terms of yourselves? Um, you know, I think something that we're really focusing on right now is um, being a collective unit. Uh, whether that's offensively or defensively, I feel like you know we're very best when we are when we're playing together and we're all helping each other, um, and that's been a huge focus in every practice. Well, in defense, throughout the course of the year, if if you look at where the team was defensively, you know midway through you know non-conference and then conference, where do you feel you guys have made the biggest strides on the defensive end? Um, you know, just kind of like I just said, I think we've been helping each other a lot more, um, really trusting in each other. Uh, you know, someone gets beat. Or, you know, someone drives to the basket. I feel like we've gotten a lot better at, you know, rotating and helping each other. Um, and that, that takes a lot to trust in your guys to, to go help someone and believe that someone's going to help you in return. 
um, it's been huge, and uh, I think we're. I don't think we've hit our best yet. So as much as the season is a physical grind, it's just as much, if not more, of a mental grind. Has it been nice to have a little bit of a break with only the one game in a couple of weeks? Has that been a nice change for you guys? Do you think that that will help you? Or does it take some of the edge off a little bit? I don't know. Yeah, I I like playing basketball games. Um, So, you know, it is nice to have a little break, but uh, you don't want to have too long of a break. And I'm, I'm excited to get back out on the floor and play another game. I should probably mention that we're doing this at the time where we don't know who you're going to play. So the opponent uh, has yet to be announced. With that in mind, I've got to imagine at this point in the season, you face these teams before twice. So I would imagine that should help jumpstart some of the preparation for regardless of who you play, correct? Yeah, you know, I, I, we've, we've played a few of these. We've played all these teams. Um, you know, we only played Santa Clara once, but uh, we know what they run and we know, you know, the defenses they they run and how they're going to play us and things like that. But it's like you said earlier, it's about us. And these practices are about us, and we're focused on making sure that we are ready for that game, no matter who it's against. I know that uh, the Gavin had been out for a little bit, not feeling well, but he's been back. Being able to be at full strength, I've got to imagine you, you like the fact that when you head to Vegas and you take the court for the first game, you're going to have all the guys there. Yeah, no, it's, it's good to have everyone. And... Um, Gav's getting his strength back, which is which is great, and we're going to need him, and really we're going to need everyone to do this thing. There was a lot of talk when the uh, postseason awards came out that you were not named first team All WCC. What was your what were your thoughts on that? Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I really the the award I'm looking to win is um, a conference championship, and. Um, I don't know. That's that's coaches can choose whatever they want. That doesn't doesn't change the way I view my game. Doesn't make me feel any less of a basketball player. No matter what they say, I, I feel like I can go out and do my thing, um, get where I want on the court, and I don't really care what they have to say, to be honest. Ladies and gentlemen, that's how you answered that question. By the way, that was stellar. Does that help with motivation? Maybe heading coming into this tournament for you? Uh, you know, I'm definitely excited to get back out there. Uh, whatever they have to say, it's, let them say it. Um, but you know, I feel like. Uh, what really speaks is your game on the floor, and so I'm excited to be back on the floor on Saturday. For people who have never been in this situation where you've got multiple games in multiple days and it's late starts and it's quick turnarounds for prep, what is a weekend like this like to go through as a player? You know, I've been doing it my whole life, to be honest. So you, you go to AAU tournaments, you play in tournaments um, every weekend where it's, you know, playing four or five games in, in two days and you know it's not that extreme but you know I've, I've been in these situations many times um, you know since I was just a kid so it's about rest it's about eating drinking lots of water making sure you're taking care of your body and then taking care of business on the floor. Well, it sounds like as you guys begin this tournament you like the place that this team is in the mindset this team is in right now. Yeah no I, I think I think we are I, I said we haven't hit our best yet and I, I think we're going to peak at the right time and um, it's going to be fun this weekend. Good luck in the uh, WCC tournament. Thanks, TJ. Thank you. Appreciate it. That was TJ Hawes, BYU San Diego, coming your way in just a little bit from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. The other quarterfinal game currently going on right now, and a little bit of a surprise. Everybody was worried about what San Francisco was going to be able to do, and right now Pepperdine taking it to the Dons at 69-52 with about seven minutes to go in that game. Obviously, our game can't start until this game finishes, and then there's about a 25- or 30-minute 
uh, cooling off period in between games. So uh, we're going to kind of play this by ear in terms of when the game actually starts. But right now, Pepperdine feeling it, leading 69-52 with 6.54 to go in the second half. Speaking of the Orleans Arena, that's where we will head next. It's our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar pregame live presented by Discount Tire continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Discount Tire. It's time for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. We head down to Las Vegas and the Orleans Arena. Enjoying my good friend Mark Durant. Mark, it has been a really long time since you and I have talked. It's good to talk with you. Listen, Jason, I love baseball and Coach Littlewood as much as the next guy, but you got to get your priorities straight. <laughs> but it is good to, good to talk to you. And uh, here we are. Here we are again at the conference tournament. It's that time of year again. And uh, you're courtside watching a little bit of a stunner right now with Pepperdine leading San Francisco 69-52 with about six and a half minutes to go. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it might be a bit of a cautionary tale for BYU tonight. It's uh, Pepperdine's the team's won a couple games feeling confident and tell you i love watching uh, colby ross play he's just got some fire and he seems to have fun playing and uh, edwards is, uh, played well i got kind of got injured but uh, it's been impressive i mean san francisco shooting three for 13 that would have been nice at the merit center a few <laughs> weeks ago but pepperdine shooting 14 to 27 from three so if you're making 11 more threes in the other team it's you know this has been the pepperdine's night here's ross for another one doesn't get that one but they're up 15 with uh, just six minutes to go you got any mischief while you've been down in Vegas? I know the weather's been uh, decent. I think there's been maybe some overcast skies. Did you do anything fun while you were in Vegas so far? Maybe you haven't heard this, Jason. You, do you like to golf? goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas. Oh, that's where you're going. Okay. You know me, what a wild and crazy guy I am in a town like Vegas. Yes. I mean, look out. No, actually, uh, Russ Larson's down here with, uh, with us, and uh, our wives are down, and Russ and I, I don't know if you know this, we love to play golf. So yes, we played golf today, and what a beautiful day. And it was so fun after driving through a snowstorm through all of Utah yesterday <laughs> to be playing in beautiful, in short sleeves and shorts, playing golf. That was uh, that was really nice. We had a great time. Mark, what are the positives and negatives of having so much time off in between games? I mean, the Cougars, by the time they take the court tonight, will have played one game in the last two weeks. Yeah, I I don't I don't love it. Uh, I mean, as as a player, I just want to play. I think you you know it, if you keep playing and the, you know you, you get you get the feel of the game. And it's not just a given that you'll have the feel of the game after one game in two weeks, and it worries me a little bit. The good thing is you you get rested, and and, and Gavin would have had some time to kind of get get his feet under him after being ill. And, uh, and maybe guys that are might have been a little bit banged up uh, and been playing a lot of minutes like Yoli and TJ can kind of get some rest. And if you have some things that aren't you're not particularly doing well, you have two weeks of coaching time, which is so unusual at this point in the season to just be able to, to coach your guys rather than just react and get ready for the next game. I mean, that's helpful. And, and they obviously didn't know who they were going to play. But, I mean, it's reasonable to think it was going to either be San san diego or santa clara and 
And uh, so you could prepare and put in some things. And you and so all that is good. The real question is, Jason, is, the, is it more of an advantage to play a couple of games and get some wins, get your confidence up, get used to the building, or is it uh, more of an advantage for a different team to play a team that's playing their third game in three nights? Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a disadvantage. You know, San Diego comes in three games in three days. They could be wore out by the time they get yeah, to tonight. Yeah. yeah, I'm sitting next to coach the great coach Steve Cleveland. We're talking about it, and, and I agree with him in that uh, I think the advantage will go to San Diego in the first half because they're coming off of these these wins and, and, and are used to playing here. And uh, But if I, I think, if, you know, if BYU kind of keeps it around, going into the second half is when that advantage for BYU will kick in. And uh, I, I, BYU can kind of outlast and will have more energy and, and can finish stronger than San Diego. So it'll be real interesting. But, but listen, I mean, th- this is uh, – it, it's always tough to play a team twice in a row. Right. So that'll be interesting as well, and and uh, you know we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I like San Diego as a team; they pose some problems, but it's also a team that BYU's beaten twice. And, and and as a player, some teams I just felt like I was going to have a good game against. It's really weird, uh, like like UTEP. I no reason why I should play well against UTEP, but I just as a player I thought, oh, we're playing UTEP. I, this I'm going to have a good game and. Yoli and TJ, their minds are, I've scored 30 points pretty much in each of the games I've played against. <laughs> so their mind is like, oh, boy, San Diego, this is the team I play well against. And, and so if I'm San Diego, I'm going to just completely do something different and, and throw totally different looks, whether it's how they're going to double-team Yoli or what, whatever they have. To, they need to, to do something radically different. And if you look at the scores in the first two games, the, the teams they're playing are, are scoring under four, or under 50 points. They hadn't done that to a team since November 15th. That's not really how they play. They're not a grinded-out team, and, and who you play makes a difference. BYU scored in the 80s against San Diego. So that may, maybe tells me they're kind of trying to do things a little differently uh, to, to be able to stay in the games, win games, maybe, maybe take the air out of the basketball a little bit. I think they'll have to do that against BYU, and that would serve them well. Anyway, that's a long, drawn-out answer to, to who knows what's going to happen tonight, but uh, <laughs> it, it should be a good one. I always, I always think that's a San Diego is a great matchup for BYU. They're very similar teams. Yep. I, I worry that San Diego could get hot. They have the kind of kind of players that can get hot, whether it's Wright, who had 23 last night, Olin Carter, Pinero. I mean, they've got guys that can get hot, and, and that's what worries me. And if you see a team like Pepperdine here on fire from the threes, what they've done to San Francisco. I worry that that could happen to BYU. Your team gets hot from the three, and then it's a long night. You mentioned Yoli and TJ, and I actually had a question in regards to both. The the postseason awards were released this week. Yoli Childs was named first team All-WCC, no surprise. TJ Haas was on the second team. Gavin Baxter was on the freshman team. Certainly Yoli deserved to receive first team honors, but I thought TJ did as well. What were your thoughts on that? Well, I was pretty upset when I did not make the seventh team all-conference team. <laughs> I, I don't think they have a seventh team, Mark. <laughs> well, well, regardless, I, I wasn't on any team. So, uh, I mean, I think clearly TJ should have been all-conference. I mean, when he was all-conference, he had a better season this year than that season, and he's been just amazing. I mean, he's been unstoppable. Just look at the San Diego games, I mean, he, he has really raised his game to a new level and much better than a couple other guys that made the team. But, I mean, it's all about coaches and 
and you know, you, you want to be fair in the league and reward teams and uh, obviously Gonzaga is going to get the, the hand you know everybody pretty much for them but th- then it was about it was almost kind of kind of a one one guy per other team uh, type of deal so I, I hope you know, I don't think I don't think TJ's caught up in that so much, and I don't think it's going to be like, oh, I'm going to show everybody tonight. But it would be nice if you know it gave him a little more focus, a little more aggressiveness to kind of show that everybody knows, everybody in this league respects TJ, and the coaches do, and they know he's an all-conference caliber player. And so, what you want, Jason, is is you want your all-conference guys to play like it in the conference tournament, and uh, we'll we'll see if uh, TJ Nioli can step up because. Because, again, the focus is going to be, and we have got ripped by these two guys. We need to do something to take them out of their game. And, and so maybe it will be up to some other guys to, to step up and play well for BYU to win. Well, and speaking of those other guys, there's been a lot of guys throughout the course of the season for BYU that, that stepped up and been that third guy. It's kind of fluctuated between probably three or four players. In a matchup against San Diego, you think you know what you're going to get from TJ and Yoli. Who do you think in this matchup is a guy to look at as being that third guy? Well, if if they are going to try and take away Yoli, like if when he could touch it, uh, San Diego's a team, and the reason one of the reasons why Yoli's had such a nice game against the games against them is they don't really like to double him. And they've got you know Basowski or Floreska, and they just try and body him, and that has not worked. So I imagine they're going to try and double team him quickly. So. You're going to double off typically off of uh, Gavin Baxter's guy or even if Zach Sellies were going smaller and Zach had a nice game in the Merritt Center against San Diego, just working off that, you know, the, the offside and finding the seam and they pass it to him, he's making a layup. So I think Gavin is a guy that uh, obviously did play in the last game and uh, to me he's just a difference maker. I, I, there's nothing bad I have to say about Gavin Baxter. I think he's going to be just an amazing player at BYU and, and so he, you know, he's going to get some dunks because they're going to try and stop Yoli. Uh, obviously, TJ's going to be heavily guarded, and you know they're going to have to help on him. And so maybe, uh, maybe a guy like McKay Cannon's going to get a couple more looks, and he's your leading three-point shooter in the conference. So if he can make a couple, that would be you know, really, really, really uh, nice. And so, uh, anytime you take away a really good player, you have to devote a lot of resources to do that. And you're going to have to give up some, some stuff. So you guys are going to have open shots. It's just a matter of hitting them and, and stepping up their game. It's easy a lot of times, Jason, to hit those shots at the Merritt Center. and Everyone's cheering for you. It's tough to do on the road. It's really tough to do in the conference tournament. It's a different feel here. There's more pressure. So I hope guys like Gavin and Zach and uh, McKay and, and down the list, Nick Emery, I think, because TJ's going to be so, you know, Nick, I, I think Nick can make multiple threes in this game. If he can have a big game. That might be it for San Diego because uh, if, if you've got another weapon like Nick and he's hot, you, I mean, we, you, you just don't have enough guys to stop BYU. Right. Ken Garf, Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen and Orm proudly present keys to the game. Mr. Mark Durant, what are your keys to tonight's game? Yeah, well, I, I think it's going to be about uh, the three-point shooting for San Diego. I worry about Olin Carter, uh, and I worry about Isaiah Wright. Like I said, Isaiah had a nice game last night. Those guys are playing with confidence. So I, I think if BYU's within uh, two or three, three made three-pointers with uh, San Diego, they'll win this game. Mark, great stuff as always. It is a pleasure to talk to you once again. 
Uh, let's hope we're talking again Monday night, and uh, we'll hear you with Greg on the call coming up in just a little bit. Thanks, my man. Right. Thanks, my friend. We'll see you. There you go. Mark Duran, our courtside conversation from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. After a quick timeout, we'll go around campus, we'll let you know some of the other BYU teams in action today, how they fared. When we come back, you're listening to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Discount Tire on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. The Pepperdine-San Francisco game winding down. Pepperdine with a commanding lead. They're going to advance to take on uh, Gonzaga on Monday night. That means uh, our game will be starting in roughly 20, 25 minutes or so. Let's quickly update you on some other action featuring other teams here on campus this game uh, just excuse me this match has just gone final over at smith field house number 10 byu men's volleyball losing to number three uc irvine three to one byu uh lost the first set won the second but then uh, the uh, uc irvine came back and won set three and four and a 3-1 final as BYU men's volleyball falls at home. BYU baseball winning at home over Milwaukee, sweeping the series against the Panthers. They get the win today 5-3. They also are now 11-3 overall on the season. Great start for the uh, for the BYU baseball team. Softball losing at UCLA. Final score was 8-2. And congratulations to number 22 men's tennis winning at Boise State by final of 4 to nothing. Cougar Pregame Live was presented by Discount Tire, America's Neighborhood Tire Store. Coming up next, we're going to get you down to Vegas in the Orleans Arena for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward. Now let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome back courtside inside the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada on quarterfinal Saturday at the West Coast Conference Championships as tonight the third-seeded BYU Cougars face a very familiar foe, the seven-seed Toreros of San Diego. BYU facing USD for the second time in a week and the third time in six games. These coaches and players know the scouting report by heart at this point. My name is Greg Rubel. I'll have your play-by-play call tonight to join courtside by my 22-season broadcast partner, the former Cougar Ironman, the one and only Mark Durant. And, uh, Mark, uh, if there was a scary team in the bottom portion of the West Coast Conference Tournament bracket, I thought it would be San Diego. I guess we'll add Pepperdine to that mix because the waves are just smoking San Francisco here tonight. So a 7-seed and an 8-seed making noise here at tournament time. Yeah, I mean, uh, San Diego uh, has kind of what you want in a team, is senior leadership and uh, really good guards. And, and then some kind of beef down low. I, I was surprised San Diego didn't have a better year than they had. They're dealing with injuries and things like that. I, I really thought they'd be you know, up in the top three or four teams in this league. And now they're healthy, and they've got the, that leadership I was talking about, and they're really clamping down. I mean, teams are scoring in the 40s against San Diego. And so it's going to be a real challenge. It's always a challenge. BYU has beat them twice. But, uh, I mean, this, you know, a team that has played more games in two nights than BYU's played in two weeks. And so that's an interesting dynamic to see. 
Is fatigue going to play a factor? How much is the confidence for San Diego going to play a factor? So I'm looking forward to a great seems like it's either San Diego or Santa Clara every every time we come here in the first round, Greg. Dave Rose's pregame thoughts next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. BYU's played in seven previous WCC tournaments, and the Cougars have lost their opening game only once back in 2013. The team that beat them, the San Diego Toreros. Tonight's opponent in the tournament quarterfinals, BYU the three-seed Toreros, the seven, and they've won two games in two nights, defeating Portland and Santa Clara back-to-back evenings. In our pregame interview now, brought to you by Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. BYU head coach Dave Rose talks about a matchup that will be repeated for a third time in three weeks, with the Cougs now looking for a third straight win, albeit against the team on a role here in Las Vegas. You know, they're playing really well on the defensive end. I mean, it, it's it's amazing. I mean, uh, they, they the numbers that they held, you know, Portland too, and then again uh, last night with Santa Clara, uh, it's it's pretty impressive. I, it looks like a bunch of guys that played together for a long time that don't want to stop playing. And with those four seniors, they're really, uh, really guarding, playing hard. And then on the offensive end, they're just kind of doing enough to – you know, to get it done. That's the tournament dynamic, too. You, you you win a game, and then you win a second in two nights. You start thinking, hey, we can do something. Here. Absolutely. And, I, you know, the two games that we played with them, we, we won both. But both of them were, you know, really close games. Obviously, the one went to overtime. And the game at our place the other night ended up at, you know, double-digit game. But with four or five minutes, it was a six-point game. So we're really evenly matched, these two teams. And it's going to be kind of a battle of wills to see who can get what they want out of this. And, and we, we we've got to be uh, we've got to be a lot more aggressive than both Portland and Santa Clara. They settled for way too many perimeter jump shots. They got uh, on their he- heels. Uh, you know, uh, San Diego's you know defensive aggressiveness got both those teams in a spot offensively where they just couldn't function. It's the old uh, debate: uh, the rested team versus the team that's been on the floor already and had some success on it. Uh, and both of the teams that were making their debuts last night lost those games. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's interesting when you think about the advantage that the team coming back has, and it's it's an advantage because we have not been on that floor, yeah. and we're going to get 20 minutes the second game. We'll get 20 minutes in between games, and so uh, the advantage obviously is to them as far as the start of that game to get the feel. That's where our energy level. I mean, we've got to have one of the best starts that we've had. We, our, our guys will challenge, you know, and I think that the game, you know, gets you know to a, a part where it's grinding back and forth. Um, then the two games they played earlier will have an effect, no question about it. But but right now, I think the advantage goes to the team that's played and the team that's won. They they played two games, so that's 80 minutes of where they understand that if they don't win that their season's over. That's an adjustment. That's why tournaments are so really unpredictable sometimes. So we got to get through that period and still be in a place where we can, uh, you know, really take control of the game. You've played one game in just the last two weeks. You didn't have Gav last week due to illness. He's back. How does he look and how does your team look, vibe and health-wise? You know, Gav's gotten better every day, and and, uh, mostly it's just stamina and strength. Um, the preparation for San Diego was is going to be a little bit different for him. The rest of the guys all had it a week ago. They played in the game. Uh, so I think Gav's – and then we, we've spent a lot of time, you know, preparing for uh, for Santa Clara in case that was the case during the week. So um, 
we'll, we'll uh, make sure that he has you know kind of a, a crash course. Uh, he understands personnel, but just some of the the, way, the things that we're doing a little bit different than the first time we played him as far as guarding him. Will Gav start tonight? Yeah, we'll start Gav, and uh, we'll uh, you know s- s- start Nick and, and and TJ and McKay at the guard line. And to me, that obviously we got to have Yo and Gav and Zach and everybody you know play well. But our guards have got to be able to control their guards. Isaiah Wright and Olin Carter are playing at a really high level. Uh, right now, and then t- uh, the, Tyler Williams is a guy that just is the glue that kind of keeps them all together. When they've had four or five bad offensive possessions, they seem to be able to find him and get him open, and he's, he's, he's shooting the ball well. And, and all four of those guys, Pinero, I mean, they're all capable of having 30 point games. So tonight we got to shut them down. Is there a benefit to the fact this was your last scout just last Saturday? Well, I think the, the fact that our, our guys um, have played them, like you said, three times in the last six games. Um, you know that's that's why we, we spent a lot of times on the other on the other teams, Portland and, and Santa Clara. Obviously, Santa Clara we haven't played till, since January. Yeah, you months, know, that yeah. was a long time ago. So uh, we're excited to play this game. The guys got to see a little bit of the first half yesterday and get a feel of the tournament. But uh, once you get out there, there's nothing like it. It's uh, it's a great experience. Get the lights turned on, the fans in there, and uh, you know you're playing for your lives here. Best time of year. Here we go, Coach. Uh, good luck against the Toreros, and we'll talk to you post game. All right. Thanks a lot, Greg. That is BYU head coach Dave Rose. And tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Title and escrow can be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. Cougar tip off show next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar tip off show. Brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by Utah Honda dealers. Now let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. The BYU Cougars tonight seeking to survive and advance and pick up their 20th win of the season in a quarterfinal contest with the resurgent San Diego Toreros. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant, courtside, our statistician, BYU's sixth all-time and leading scorer, Russell Larson, our BYU radio studio host, Jason Shepard, our control board operator, Nathan Israelson, our coordinating producer is Terry South, and our BYU radio broadcast intern tonight is Lindsay Peterson. Great to have you with us here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network, live from Las Vegas. Mark, winning and moving on, the obvious objective in any tournament, but there's a lot on the line for BYU tonight, regardless of what comes next. A win tonight would be 20 wins for a fourth straight season. 20 wins, still a worthy benchmark in college hoops. More importantly, BYU's NIT portfolio. Of course, you want the NCAA, but their NIT portfolio uh, pretty much requires a 20th win, if not a 21st on Monday night. Losing here early in Las Vegas could be doubly detrimental. This is such a critical win. This is a legacy win, Greg. I mean, these guys love each other. I and mean, when you're my age and you're looking back, this win could determine how you view that season. I mean, if you lose, you, you didn't get to 20 wins, and maybe you don't even get to go to the NIT, and everything, oh, what a terrible season, and blah, blah, everyone's going. And if you win, and then maybe win you know, Monday night, and then you get a good season in the NIT, and you win a couple games, I mean, all of a sudden, that was a really good season. So I hope these guys come out with a lot of energy and fire and are ready to go. And I mean, watching Yoli, he's – He's as bouncy as I've ever seen him. He's, he looks like he's ready to go, and Gavin, and so I hope that's the case. And 
This is such a big, big game tonight just for the health of the program and going forward and these young guys. And This is just a critical, critical game. The rest thing is kind of gravy, but you got to get this one tonight. As Dave Rose noted a moment ago, and Mark reiterates that Gavin Baxter looking good and will get the start tonight after missing the regular season finale against San Diego one week ago. Tonight, you be the judges, you be the judge feature brought to you by Legally Mine is coming up next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and rejoin Fred Rubel. All right, the BYU and San Diego coming up moments away here at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. Quarterfinal Saturday, the earlier game tonight saw San Francisco lose a fourth straight game after beating BYU in Provo. The Dons fall to Pepperdine, 89-72. to The Waves get the top seed, Gonzaga, on Monday night. BYU and USD meeting for a third time in the last six games. Not a lot of secrets between these two teams, obviously. Time now for tonight's so You Be the Judge feature, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMindUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Here's tonight's BYU basketball trivia question. BYU has played 16 games at the WCC tournament all-time, five against Gonzaga and 11 against the rest of the league. Of the other 11, how many has BYU won? The answer next as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. BYU in San Diego coming up in the WCC Tournament quarterfinals. First up, the answer in tonight's UB the Judge feature brought to you by Legally Mine. Here's the question. BYU's played 16 games all time at the WCC Tournament, 5 against Gonzaga and 11 against the rest of the league. Of those 11, how many's BYU won, Mark? Well, uh, they lost to San Diego, we know, and they've lost at least one to St. Mary's. So the question is, how many to St. Mary's for me? I'm just going to say they just lost one. They've won nine of the 11. Nine of the 11 is correct, and that's you be the judge, brought to you by Legally Mine. Closing words before tip coming up next right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. <laughs> 